Welcome back to Orange You Glad We Watch the OC, the podcast where I am the bitch and Evan is the beauty and you, the one of approximately three listeners who have probably stuck with us through our unexpected little hiatus there, are the beauty. I'm Sarah. That's Evan. Hey, everybody. I'm going to start this episode off by blowing my nose. Cool. Did you miss us? <laughs> I'm going to leave that one in. Why? Normally I would take them out, but I'm leaving that one in. God damn it, why? I don't know. Oh, I need to get my rubber band. Explain why we were absent. Um, do you want to tell the whole story? Oh. <laughs> Is that a yes? That's a cackle. Should I? If you want to. I mean, the fans are never going to listen to this, right? No. Okay. Uh, we're, we're still, what, it's still kind of a goal of ours to keep these under three hours. Yeah. Right? So I'll do the, we're going to do the <laughs> truncated version. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, the three people who are left listening to this have probably heard this story already. <laughs> Suck it up. He's going to tell it real quick. <laughs> okay. So I'm 42 and I've never done a controlled substance of any kind. I used to be able to say that, rather. Um, I was having a really difficult time. So, I, I mean, that means like literally ever, like what the most I've ever ha- had is like tiny sips of like tiny, tiny sips of your wine or. Untrue. You had almost a third of a glass of wine once. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I had almost a whole third of a glass of uh-huh. wine. So that's the most. That had been the most. Um, I was having a really difficult time getting to sleep lately. And some friends who had been traveling were like, oh, well, we brought back some gummies, you know, fancy gummies. And they said it's a special strain that's supposed to help you relax. And I've never done anything like this. So I was like, all right, maybe, you know, I've been I've been taking melatonin before I go to bed and it's had various success. I do also want to point out that you did not select when you chose to do your first drug experience. You did not select one of the gummies that was specifically designed for sleep. You selected a gummy from your friend. I mean, the ones that we have for sleep are yours, you know? 50% of everything in this marriage is yours, baby. All right, I'm taking 50% of your tampons. Uh, find a use for them and I will... <laughs> I will gladly... So... Yeah. Um, I was like, all right. I'll, I, so I tried a quarter of a thing, which amounted to five milligrams. And that was on a Friday... Because you had the brilliant idea, a very, very smart idea of not doing this in the middle of a work week. Um, and that would pay dividends. And so the five milligrams did bupkis. Uh, and so I was like, all right, it's Saturday night. 
Let's double that. We'll try half of the thing, which is 10. Um, and to begin with, so then we snuggled, right? I've um, got my eyes closed. I'm trying to fall asleep. And at the first thing I became aware of was how th- I was, I became suddenly viscerally aware of the mechanism behind the formation of my thoughts. And that was scary because once I recognized how my thoughts were sort of born and also I was privy to the transitional period between thoughts as they became other thoughts, um, it's it's that things started happening very very quickly in my mind and as i was sort of observing it like a third party i remember thinking to myself oh this is going to drive me insane and that was when i realized because i had not put two and two together yet that i was i right Mm -hmm. that's when i leaned over to you and i was like sarah i think i'm high and things kind of went downhill from there so quickly yeah pretty fast and, uh, you know, our, our friend, who is a doctor and is probably listening, um, had a very nice conversation with us the following day, Sunday morning or afternoon, because that's when I got up um, and said that, you know, the ADHD brain can react very unpredictably to these chemicals. And my experience, and this is what I kept so one of the primary symptoms of uh, Saturday evening was I lost control of my body. So I couldn't speak. Um, and that is, that's not to say I was like paralyzed, like my body was still doing things. It just wasn't doing things that I was telling it to do. And it took uh, a Herculean effort of will to force myself sort of above water, so to speak, to be able to talk. And one of the things I kept trying to explain was in television and movies and just media representations of when people have had marijuana, um, that doesn't happen to them. (laughs) They mostly sort of get chatty and silly and they laugh a lot and then they want to eat snack foods. And that's like the most that I've ever seen. So, you know, it was terrifying and neither of us slept very well because thankfully you were like my little Sherpa you know, sort of guiding me down from the mountain. Um, and uh, no one is getting frozen on the Everest of weed on my watch. <laughs> and I'm very, very fortunate to have had you there. Who knows what would have happened if I had been alone. Um, I was convinced I was having a stroke. You knew I was not having a stroke. Uh, I am glad that I did not, <laughs> I did not convince you to call 911 because that would have been very silly. Um, so yes, needless to say, we were going to record Sunday and that was not happening because we were both recovering from my really, I, it was a trip. Like it was absolutely a bad trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other phrase, uh, that our, that, uh, that our friend taught me is what I'm a hyper reactor. Is that right? Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, text me. Um, so that's fun to know. But also, you know, uh, we talked about this afterwards. Um, probably the best environment for me to have done that in. You know, it was controlled. It was safe. Um, 
nothing really bad was probably going to happen. But anyway, yeah, we needed to take the rest of the weekend to sort of recover, and that's why we were a little late in the production of this uh, this fortnight. Is that what this fortnight's episode? Because we go we yeah. do every other week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there we are. That's that's what the fuck happened. Yep. <laughs> T- TLDR. I got. L of I for the first time in my whole life thought I was dying <laughs> kept us all up all night <laughs> and then we needed to just chillax and play Zelda Breath of the Wild on Sunday and that's what we did mm-hmm. we tried to pet dogs yep in Zelda Breath of the Wild yep thinking about it this episode probably if we had just watched it it would have at least been an amusing diversion <laughs> For you. <laughs> uh, today, this is a nice, not awkward segue. Segue it up, baby. We are talking about episode 22. The L.A. The L.A. Oh, sorry, episode 22 of... Of the seminal 2000s television program, The O.C. And it's entitled The L.A. Did we mention that that's what this show is about? That's what the show is about. For all of the new people. <laughs> That are chiming in on or tuning in on episode 23 for some reason. We probably don't need to explain it, do we? Nah, probably not. <laughs> so, should we just, do you have any other news that you want to include? The LA is totally redundant because isn't the L in LA Los, uh-huh. which is the plural for the? The, the Angeles. So this is the, the Angels. No, it's the, the Angeles. Oh, sorry. The, the Angeles. <laughs> I just like that. Like, Los Angeles. Angeles. See, si. should we get into it? Let's. I don't think we have any news items. Fuck. Fuck the coronation. You, they can stick their coronation up their arse. They um, can take the coronation up their arse. They, they can, can stick the coronation up their arse. They can stick their coronation. They can stick their coronation. They can stick their coronation up their arse. Or aren't you glad we watched the OC is firmly anti-monarchy? Ooh, also we we're pro-strike. Pro strike. Yeah, WGA has gone on strike massively in support of them. I certainly hope that they get everything that they want post-haste. Um, where, what did we just learn? The DGA also, their contract renews. They start contract negotiations end of May. Yep. And it, cause they're, it's, and it, what, uh, June 30th is when their new contract starts. Uh-huh. It'd be great if they struck in solidarity. That would also be baller sag. as hell. Oh, yeah, fuck. So anyway, let's hope that labor power flexes its muscles and shows these fucks what what they're made of. Shut it down. Shut it fucking down. All we need is reruns of the OC, you guys. (laughs) We got those for fucking years. We have years worth of this fucking show. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, that was the end of the news segment. We're tiptoeing towards the Wayne's World flashback sound. That's probably copyrighted. Fuck! (laughs) We're going to get sued. Also, Mike Myers is supposed to be a massive dick. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. What are you going to do? I I, I haven't seen the Wayne's World movies in many, many years. I wonder if they hold up. Probably not. This is the thing. Really quick. There are a series of movies... That I cannot find anywhere for viewing. There's two that come to the top of my head. Um, Oscar with uh, Sylvester Stallone 
It's a farce. It's literally, it's like a, it's a farce comedy about, um, a 1920s gangster who tries to go straight, um, as the dying wish of his father. Um, and it's hilarious. At least I remember. How is there a flying Jesus fucking Christ? The thing is huge. What is it? I don't know. Let's stop recording and try and hunt it down. I think it's a moth. Okay, we're back. Um, apologies. It was a cute beetle guy. You're not going to edit any of that out? No, it's fun. The kids love it. <laughs> Do the kids love it's a look it? By, it's the behind the scenes I of what happens here in guest bedroom studios. <laughs> Should we change it to dining room studios? No, I like guest bedroom studios better. It was awfully cramped in the guest bedroom. It really was. It makes us sound like we live in a big place, but it's very, very small. It's true. So, okay. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oscar is a movie I can't find anywhere. Uh, and the, the remake of The Island of Dr. Moreau, the terrible one with... Um, what's his name? Stella. Um, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Colonel Kurtz. God, I can picture his face. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. There we go. I can't find those things to watch anywhere. Anyway, I wonder if the Wayne's Worlds are easier to find. I'm not going to look for them. Well. I don't. It's, yeah, not. I have different priorities. Yeah. Right yeah. Okay. Should we dive into this fucking episode? Let's dive into the fucking Holy episode. Holy shit. Do you want to take us into it? Well, yeah, really quickly. The editing in this episode sucked nutsack hairs. Like, Perhaps. it was so bad. Perhaps there was an editor strike at the time. Should we look up and neg the editor of this episode? Let's not do that. <laughs> they know who they are. They know who they are. It was terrible. It was not great. Um, a lot of very confusing cuts. A lot of weird ADR, which also leads me to believe something was going on with the production. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Where do we start in this episode? We oh, we start with the boys uh -huh. are going to the hotel. Motel. Yep. Okay. Exterior. Night. Um, Ryan and Seth are walking and talking. Uh, in the previous Leon, if you recall, Teresa left to go back to Eddie. Um, and Ryan's last thing he saw was uh, cleaning service, um, vacuuming her room. So... Why are Seth and Ryan going back to the hotel? Oh, apparently he forgot. Ryan forgot his watch there. You mean plot contrivance. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's exactly what they're doing here. It would have been more believable if he had left his wrist cuff. Yeah. Have we ever seen him wear? Yeah, he wears the watch. Okay. He Is does. Is it the watch that Marissa got him? That she stole for him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We have seen the watch before, though. Yes. Okay. So... Um, Seth is making fun of Ryan. He's like, so when you're doing the bone down, do you keep the watch on? Do you not have your watch on? Do you, do you, what do you do? You look at your time to see how fast you're going. And that what Seth, Seth super like, he negs himself at one point. He's like, I just try and nut as fast as possible. He's like, I try and beat my previous time on my watch. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's not... That being said, their <laughs> dynamic is really cute in this scene. 
and they seem really the two actors seem really natural with each other they do i think we love to see it kind of this whole episode they're very you're rooting for the the seth and ryan duo 100 percent. yeah yeah so they're going back in to find the watch and they go to the front office and there is a transplant from Long Island at the front desk who was like, how can I help you? I don't know what that voice is. What was that voice? That was great. I loved it. <laughs> I don't remember specifically what the guy says. He says... Oh, he's like, was Teresa, was a nice lady, your girlfriend? Right. Ah, that room. It was, it was being rented by that lovely young woman. What a... Boy, oh, is she your girlfriend? What a catch she would have been if she was your girlfriend. <laughs> and Ryan and Seth keep making faces, and the faces are like, oh, ah, it's complicated. Uh-huh. Here's your watch, young man. Um, None of this would have happened in real life. No. If you find a watch in a motel, you don't give a shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, room service would have fucking taken it. That's it. <laughs> so now they're outside of the motel and Seth is swearing that we're going to look back on this one day and laugh. What is Seth saying? He's saying this is going to be he's like, I hereby declare this is this will be the angst free Ryan Atwood. But we don't quite get to that yet. He says Ryan has a clean slate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he doesn't have to have uh he doesn't have any women to protect from quote violent goateed factory workers or quote pill popping manic depressives. <laughs> yep. This is not very PC of Seth. Seth has real tact. He does. Um and that's when Seth says you have had nothing but lady drama mm-hmm. since you have come to the OC. First it was Marissa, and then it was Teresa, and then, then it-, it was Luke, and then it was Eddie. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then that's when he tries to declare angst free Ryan month. Yep. And when Ryan's like, oh, you think it'll go a whole month? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, Ryan is also insisting that he's fine throughout this whole thing. Um... And then they're walking past the room of the motel, and they who do they see come out of one of the motel rooms, Evan? Uh, what is Luke doing here? One of them asks. <laughs> who should follow Luke? And then we immediately get an answer to what Luke is doing there, <laughs> because he's smooching Or should on we say, Luke? who Luke is doing there? <laughs> right? One feisty redhead Julie Cooper comes out and they smorch hard. They smorch hard. Cut to a reaction shot of Ryan and Seth. They sprint away and hide behind somebody else's SUV. And uh, they are still smooching. And when Luke walks away, it's really funny. (laughs) She slaps him on the butt. Yep. And he like leaps over the railing and he's all like, I'm a young man. He is a young man. And she's like, Ooh, Ooh. you can just, she's like, Oh, all the sex and hormones. Yep. Yep. And Ryan says, it didn't even last the day. (laughs) 
The angst free Do we start in the breakfast nook? Yeah. They're sitting around still discussing the events that transpired last night, and they're both kind of like uh They both look like they seen a they like they were like they look they look like they came back from a war. Yeah. Like a war, or at the very least, that One Direction video where they pretend to be in a war. <laughs> um, that is a reference that's going to go totally overhead. I apologize. It's fine. Um, Mary will know. Mary will know. Um, yeah, they look shell-shocked, and they're like, how could they do that? And because Seth is Seth, he's like, well, I can kind of see why, because... <laughs> Julie Cooper's hot. <laughs> Whatever, Seth. Whatever to you. Um, uh, also, okay, it says, I'm going to quote from this review that I'm reading. Uh, that is, it is gross for the how could she do it reason. The onus is not on teenagers to recognize their own youth and horniness. Yeah. Yeah. It would be incumbent on the fully grown adult. The full ass fucking To recognize adult. just how inappropriate this is. Yeah. Um, Seth is like, well, Marissa can't find out. And Ryan's like, obviously, how are we going to fix this? And Seth volunteers Ryan to fix it. Because what interpersonal something is not his thing what does he say yeah this whole episode seth is like i'm the brains of this operation uh-huh. and you're the brawn yeah and so you're the i'm the ideas guy and you are much better at all of this other stuff i've got the brawn you've got the brains let's make lots of money is that what he says no there's a dance there's a song called that oh it's like the pet shop boys or adjacent band Anyway, nodding doesn't really translate on audio. Venga, Venga bus? Venga bus. <laughs> no? No, no, not that. So also, I do want to point out that whenever Ryan has been thrust into a situation to ostensibly fix it, never really ends up fixing it. <laughs> So much as making it demonstrably worse. Will that pattern hold in this episode? (laughs) You ask like we don't know. Time will tell. (laughs) Okay. Let's keep going. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so... Now they're in the Cohen kitchen, the the Cohen breakfast nook. Yes. And Sandy has apparently heard me bemoan his untoasted bagels because he's pulling bagels out of the toaster and yelling about how they are too hot to touch. Yep. And uh, Jimmy walks in and uh, Jimmy has some bad news. What's the bad news, Evan? Um... The restaurant rears its head in this episode. Uh-huh. It was 
The the meatloaf and two kinds of martinis and nothing else restaurant. <laughs> it was notoriously absent uh, from many, many episodes, which again is fine. It's fine. You know, I don't think it was absent for many episodes. I think just like one or two episodes feels like 4,000 years <laughs> in this show. And also we took a unscheduled break. Uh, no, it's been a very long time since they talked about the, the restaurant. It's fine. I don't agree. With it's you. fine. It doesn't matter. I'm probably wrong. So Jimmy's like, all right, um, here we, we got a problem with the restaurant. Um, we've what they're like opening day is they don't mention the day that it says coming up quickly or something, yeah, right? But they don't have designers. They don't have a bunch of shit. They don't have linens. They uh-huh. don't have fucking. And um, also they don't have money, yes. which is the big important thing that you really need more than linens. They've so. apparently run through their entire nest egg. Yeah. And Sandy finally cracks the books, which he has been avoiding doing because uh-huh. Jimmy is the money guy. And it's great. <laughs> he makes the joke. He opens up the books and he looks at everything and he's like, God, you're really not good with money, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's like, no. <laughs> oh, Sandrew. <laughs> what have you gotten yourself into? Oh, you scamps. So they're trying to brainstorm what the fuck they're going to do. Uh, they need a designer. They keep talking about that in particular. And um, this is where they, right? Is this, this is where, where Kirsten, Kirsten floats the idea of Julie Cooper? Yeah, right. Because uh, what um, Sandy says, well, you know, if we need somebody cheap, free is cheap. But I think also you pointed this out while we were watching the episode. Is, do you think this is just an oversight on the writer's part to and they didn't specifically remember that Julie actually had Kirsten design the whole other design project that she did? Are you thinking about the the office? Yeah. Okay, so I was thinking about that and if I'm remembering correctly, she fucked it up the first time. Julie fucked it up the first time because she went way overboard. The frog. The frog uh, fountain, fountain and everything like yep. that. I think after Kirsten reined her in a little bit, I th- no, I thought that she actually does have decent design sense. Oh, shaking your head also doesn't show up on audio <laughs> format. Um, no, because remember, it was a huge deal that Kirsten kind of went in behind Julie's back and did the whole thing with the no she called in the designers that they normally use and they just said oh julie came up with this did they yeah hmm so do we think the writers don't remember that episode <laughs> are or, we retconning this whole thing or do we think that jewel uh, kirsten has an agenda and does not want the restaurant to actually open oh no that would be ridiculous i think they're actually just glossing over or they're maybe rewriting history a little bit and framing Julie as a good designer. Well, if you remember, the reason that the Newport group hired her in the first place is because she did design like other things. She's designed her home and stuff like that. And she did a good job. Oh, no, it was because no. Caleb wanted them to hire her. Yeah. 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 Because he was like, you've got to get her out of my hair, Kiki. She expressed an interest in design when she was 17, and then she got pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think Kirsten wants the restaurant to fail. I think Kirsten wants the restaurant to succeed because she loves Sandy and she wants Sandy to enjoy this. So do we think this was a specific early writer's strike and editor's strike? No, this is 2000. It's too early for this four. strike, yeah. the actual 2008 strike. But do we think that they were on strike from this episode? <laughs> The editor and the writers were yeah. like, fuck it. Yeah. This show sucks. Fuck it, we ball. <laughs> we ball over here away from this show. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. You know, this is the reality that they want us to believe in. So they're like, eh, yeah, sure. We should hire Julie, except we won't pay her any money. She's mm-hmm. a good designer. Let's all pretend together. Okay. And uh, Jimmy is like, no, that's the last thing that I want. I, this restaurant is supposed to be fun. This restaurant is supposed to be my escape from all the problems of life. Uh, I don't want her to drag down this restaurant like she dragged down our marriage. And also, I I, I remember saying something along the lines of like, uh, did she drag down your marriage though? No. Like, uh, you, you kind of and part of that. You kind of were the catalyst, my guy. Yeah, it wasn't like it came out of nowhere, my dude. No. Like, there was some shit that happened. Uh-huh. But anyway, this episode wants to retcon quite a few things, apparently. Thankfully, even though nobody in the breakfast nook reminds Jimmy that he was not completely blameless in that situation, thankfully, Julie does remind him of that later in the episode. Yes. And it is also probably kind of true to life. Because no man thinks that they have ever done anything wrong ever. That's true. That's true. So. So, um, what? That scene ends with them basically being like. Julie Cooper. Julie Cooper should do it. Yeah. Jimmy's like, God damn it. Yep. He suddenly develops a Cary Grant voice. Is this when they start talking about Caleb Nickel or is that later? That's later. Okay. Because now we jump to. Um, Marissa and Summer walking on the beach in full sweaters. Yep. Yep. Maybe it's breezy. It's possible. Yeah. And like people from California are fucking weird about chill. They're probably like, oh, no, it's only 83. (laughs) I should bring my North Face. So Summer and Marissa are talking about how uh, Marissa hasn't been alone in a long time. And they're having the kind of like revelatory conversation that you usually don't have until you're 35. But they're also having almost exactly the mirror conversation of what Seth and Ryan were having earlier in the episode. Because... Oh yeah, Ryan is angst-free. Right, so Summer is like... Coop, you've been with a boy. Like, I, you know, you've always been dating ever since I've known you. You've never had a chance just to be by yourself and to have, like, your own little renaissance. Mm -hmm. And she was like, now you get to sort of be alone. As long as alone is still with me, because we're best friends. (laughs) And Marissa's like, yeah. Yep. And she's like, oh, thank God I get to hang out with you still or something like that. Yeah. And that is when they stumble across the cast of... A fictional show within the show called The Valley. The Valley. I love it. I love how self-aware this show already is, and uh-huh. it's still in its first fucking season. I mean, it's it's been 22 episodes. So that's a pretty good threshold to be self-aware. I suppose. I wonder if the writers of these episodes get residuals. They should. Oh, yeah. well, no, wait, no, because this is fucking streaming. Oh, uh, yeah. 
So it's going to be very different because their contracts didn't fucking cover streaming. No. Well, this is what they're fighting for. Uh Uh-huh. Solidarity with the the WGA. Yes. Always. 100%. Um, So, yeah, they see. And in the previously on, we saw Summer watching The Valley. uh, And it was really funny because... (laughs) The previously on for this show had her watching a previously on the valley. <laughs> Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, Summer's like, oh my gosh, it's. Do you remember the guy's fucking name? Colin Hanks. Oh my God, that was Colin Hanks. Yeah. Okay, I thought he seemed somewhat familiar. The hair was terrible. It's really bad. It was awful. It was so really, I don't really blame bad. you for not recognizing him. Yeah. But not not the actor's name. Do you remember the character's name that he plays? We're just going to call him Colin Hanks. Okay, so Colin Hanks is having photographs (laughs) taken with adoring fans. And Summer's like, oh my gosh, it's Colin Hanks. (laughs) Come on, Coop. Let's go. And Coop's like. Grady Bridges. There we go. Grady Bridges. Yep. So they go up and it's great. (laughs) Summer just throws herself on him. She just, like, tackles him. He's like, oh my god, I love you! This show is so freaking... What? That's a face. What is this face you're making? So, you know the part where Summer is like, oh my god, he's so cute, the one that you were just starting to get into? Mm-hmm. Um, Marissa's reaction is like, really? You think so? Mm-hmm. And apparently that is a meta- Orboros of because apparently once Misha oh. Barton in an interview with Elle magazine st- said that she did not think her co-workers were cute. <gasps> what? Uh-huh. Hey, so first off, that's just incorrect. Everyone on this show is very cute. It's true. Jimmy's hair is even starting to grow on me a little bit. It's, it's the not, It changes every single <laughs> scene. It drives me up a wall. It looked fine in like one scene. And then in the next scene, it was like he had three little... He had like a pitchfork <laughs> laying across the top of his head. The hairdressers were also on strike. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Okay, but so that's what that face was about. Oh, okay. The behind the scenes stories. Yep. Um, Summer's like, maybe he's not cute in the traditional way, but he's super <laughs> hilarious. And I heard that him bro- he improvises. <laughs> he improvises a lot of all of his lines. All of his scenes. Now, this does make sense from a Summer's, you know, sort of stance, though, because she's dating Seth. <laughs> like, he's not. But you know that is a hot. recursive, like, reference to Adam Brody. Oh, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So when I said during the viewing of this episode, it only goes downhill from here. <laughs> One of the ways that I meant was this is kind of the canary in the coal mine of every early aught celebrity wanting to have a weird guest slot on this show. Oh, yes, because... In the opening credits, 
There was a rare moment. Normally, I don't read the opening credits because I don't give a shit. I'm trying to either eat the delicious food that we've made or I'm trying to pay attention to the show. But there was a name, and we won't spoil it for you. There was a name that flashed across the screen. One of them was Colin Hanks, and I was like, Colin Hanks? But there was a different fucking name that flashed across the screen. So this is episode one, essentially, of yeah. a bunch of fucking actors just wanting to be on this show. Yeah. Okay. Or their agents wanting them to be. It's difficult to say. Yeah. But here we are. Here we are. Um. So they're shooting on the, the show that Colin Hanks is on is shooting on location for plot reasons. And that's why he finds himself there. Blah, blah, blah. Summer, or excuse me, Marissa says, I don't even really watch The Valley. Summer slugs a lot of people in this episode. Yeah. Because she full on slugs Marissa on the arm. Yeah. Like, she's kidding. But also. (laughs) She's a goofy. But also, didn't they show in the previously on Marissa also? Was also watching The Valley. Yes, correct. So she's just trying to appear cool, even though she's not. Yeah. At all. It's it's a very it's a very I'm into punk and things that you wouldn't understand. I'm an analog. I don't watch your silly teenage shows. I'm reading Proust. <laughs> that that girl's not reading Proust. I'm reading Proust. Do you know who is reading Proust? Who? Someone who we haven't spoiled yet in this episode. <laughs> um. All right, now we. Oh, they no, get. Grady's fun. like, hey, oh, I'm having a birthday party in Hollywood. <laughs> you girls should come along. You should join me. This is my Colin Hanks impression. This is a really lighthearted take on what happens to a lot of teenage girls Mm -hmm. in this circumstance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is how teenage girls get preyed on and brought into a system of abuse. You're so cute. You're so pretty. You could be in movies. Yep. Introduce you to Harvey Weinstein. Uh... So they get invited to the party. They sure do. Summer is losing her shit. Yep. Uh, I don't think Marissa has a televised reaction. (laughs) Yeah, again, the cuts to commercial and the cuts from scene to scene in this show, in this episode, are wild. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, so now we are at school. And Seth and Ryan are still talking. <laughs> yes, what? They're going up the steps. Uh, they're either then, in the steps or in the hallway. And Seth, oh, Seth no, no, is no, doing right. the thing again where he's like, okay, so obviously we need to make sure we need to get Luke to stop having sex with Marissa's mom. Yeah. So what, what we should do is you should talk to him, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> right? He does this the whole episode. Yeah. And Ryan's like, oh, so what we should do is I should talk with him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you guys are buddies. You like each other. I'm Seth Cohen. Ah. I mean, he does have kind of a point, but uh, the last time we saw Seth interacting with Luke was they were playing video games or some shit, right? Yeah. They're supposed, everybody's supposed to be cool. And you know what's not cool? Having sex with your ex-girlfriend's mom. It is not cool. You you heard it here first, kids. Don't but do that. 
This brings up an excellent... That's not cool. It was not cool, but it also, going back to the thing where the onus is really on Julie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking this through, like, in real time, so forgive me for Get being there. not... Get there. You got this. Youth, uh, we discussed a few minutes ago about how Ryan kind of gets thrust into being the ringleader and the figure outer and the whatever of all these situations and he's not good at it but previously he has been tasked with standing up to julie cooper with some measure of success very true is it just like the 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 ick factor that makes them decide to tell luke to shut it down like the concept of talking to your ex-girlfriend's mom's mom about sex? Do you know what I'm trying to ask? Yeah, I didn't even consider that. Uh, If we're being generous with this show, which we have to be a lot, Uh you gotta be real generous with this fucking show. Yep. Let's just say that they chose Luke because he's their peer and they're gonna see him the next day at school. Yeah. Just convenience. Mm -hmm. But you're totally right. Yeah, of all the people in this show that can actually historically stand up to Julie Cooper... The top three people, Ryan is in that list. He just, you know, walks into the foyer. Julie. (laughs) What the fuck, Julie? (laughs) Julie's playing pool. (laughs) (laughs) So we're getting there. It's a great fucking moment. Yes. So they agree that Ryan should talk with Luke. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They have, they just, they agree this agree to this in the last split second and uh like a split second before marissa would have been in earshot yep which happens several times yeah like a what is that called a false false alarm there's a moral no yeah i don't remember it. what it's called but a a, a close call or close something call, like some, that whatever yeah um so summer is like you guys i have the craziest news you guys ever. there's nothing you could ever say to us that would be crazier than this news. And of course, Seth and Ryan mug at each other hard. I was expecting one of them to make a fucking Three Stooges noise. They were mugging at each other so far. I was expecting one of them to do the... Like, like, and like fall down the stairs. <laughs> smacked with a pie from off screen. Like, they're mugging so hard. Yeah. Anyway, then they both sort of smile like, hey, what's your news? So Summer is like, we're all going to go to a party in Los Angeles for Colin Hanks's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I remember how this news is received by the, uh, Seth and Ryan. Um, Seth is not thrilled about a Hollywood actor inviting his girlfriend to Hollywood. Yes. So she's like, don't even worry. I got plus ones. We can all go. It will be a fun party time. It is not a spoiler to say that it does not end up being a fun party time. Because it's never a fun party time. It's the OC, right? It's the OC. (laughs) We never just play spin the bottle and then go to bed. No. No. It's always got to be what? Like this show would be like spin the bottle. Someone drowns in a pool. I don't know. Like... (laughs) 
Um, she runs off to show, uh, Summer runs off to show everybody the flip phone picture that she got with her and Colin Hanks. Oh, yeah. And this is, I think, the first time that she says the, the, the camera, the camera phone is the autograph of the 21st century. Yeah. Yeah. You and I kept looking, you and I kept mugging to each other like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. What times? I uh, we are ancient and decrepit, and our <laughs> bones are uh, melting away from our bodies as we record this. God, those people in two thousand four could even they couldn't even imagine Google Glass. Google Glass. I thought that was really funny because it of all the fucking things it died immediately, which is why I thought that was funny. Anyway, if you thought that was a funny joke, contact <laughs> us at our Tumblr at o y g g g t. W wait O T O C whatever O Y G W W T O C dot tumblr dot com at tumblr dot com dot dot tumblr dot I said dot tumblr I said at tumblr which is not correct that would we don't work at tumblr we don't have dot we don't have tumblr email addresses <laughs> um Marissa asks Ryan about Teresa and he's like. She's back. She's there. back with her. And the bell rings. Yep. And she's like, oh, I, I guess we should go. Again, this is a very good line from the recap that I am referencing. Thankfully, the bells at TV high schools are programmed to ring during situations just like this. <laughs> All right. Now it's we're back at the Newport group. And Julie is like linens. Yeah, silverware. that's right. Yeah, they're they're blah blah blah. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah. What well, she's she's looking at. Um, did they bring photos or something? She's they're looking through photos. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, it's got a good exposed beam. Um, we could put some white enamel on. Yeah, something which seems I don't know what she wanted to put the white enamel on but it already feels like a dated reference <laughs> or a dated uh, concept for interior design shag everywhere the whole thing shag no the 2000s equivalent of shag would be just like crop tops <laughs> just low rise jeans for all the servers <laughs> obviously <laughs> And those shirts that are actually just handkerchiefs, not actually shirts. Those. Yep. It'll just, will serve the food on their hip bones. Which is meatloaf. <laughs> we'll just cake meatloaf on those hip bones. It'll be great. And, so yeah. the logic of hiring Julie still continues to make no sense in this scenario because... They hired Julie because she didn't cost anything to work for free, but now they're talking about, oh, it's actually going to cost a bunch of money to get all of the things that we need to do. Yeah. So that's when Caleb. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Um, Kirsten wants to chip in money and Sandy's like, no, I don't even think that would be like ethical mm -hmm. at this point. There's no ethics in restaurants. What am I talking about? Yeah! Um, <laughs> it's famously no ethics in restaurants. Very famous. Look at the fucking wages they pay. Obviously, there's no ethics. And then people get mad about one fair wage. Anyway, that's a different podcast episode. So, yeah, Julie's like, I'll do it. It's going to cost this. Do you remember what she says? She's like, low six or something yeah. like that. 
And yeah, Kirsten's like, yeah, that makes sense. And it's Jimmy's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? We can't get that kind of money. And yeah, Kirsten's like, you know who could get that kind of money? Mm-hmm. And Sandy's like, oh, fuck no, over my goddamn dead body. And they're like, mm-hmm. and Sandy says, starts parroting what Jimmy said earlier that, yeah. no, this is my safe space. This is my happy place. This is why I go not to have my fucking life ruins every goddamn day. No! And they're like, well, it's going to cost money. And Kirsten's like, it could be a good investment for the Newport group. <laughs> yada, yada. Um, I don't understand. If Kirsten is rich. Which she is. We know that. It feels like a very deep plot contrivance that they can only take the money from Caleb. Yeah. But what did you, what did we expect anything else from the show? No, this show loves nothing more than a plot device of convenience. Utter, utter convenience. Yep. It loves a convenience. (laughs) Loves it so much. Do the work? No, not I. Nope. This show also loves the thing where it writes one plot and then it just it just does that thing where you 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 take a piece of paper and you put it on tree bark and you rub. It just does a tree bark <laughs> rubbing of one plot to make the other plot for the show. You know what I mean? Yes. Because it's, it's always the same fucking thing. It's yes. like the kids version of the adult thing is uh-huh. kind of happening and they just like... They write a scene of dialogue and they're like, okay, so Seth and Ryan are having this scene of dialogue. And then they're like, well, I guess now Summer and Marissa will have this exact same scene of dialogue. Like the first few times it happened, it was cute and clever and like, oh, the adults are a lot more like the kids than we thought or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's they love they love doing this. They're do- this whole episode. This whole show is just them doing half the amount of work that they should be doing. <laughs> and you know what? More power to them. Yep. More power to them. I support the strikers. <laughs> Don't cross a picket line. <laughs> Don't scab. Don't scab. Um, okay. The next episode. Episode. Next scene is. Is this we're, where Luke is playing pool? We're in the pool lounge. <laughs> At the fucking school. Uh-huh. Of course, they have a goddamn pool lounge. Paul Newman is kind of skulking around, <laughs> waiting for next. He's got quarters on the table. Luke is 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 uh, eyeing up a shot. He's doing the very classic setup. He sees uh, Ryan is walking behind him. He's like, hey, Ryan, what's up? What does Ryan say, Sarah? Have you had sex with Julia Cooper lately? <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> you expect Luke to... <laughs> he basically, like, throws the pool stick. <laughs> he should hit... What you should... This is like a, this would have been a perfect Zucker, Zucker, and Abrams moment for him to hit the pool ball off the table, for it to go off screen, and for you to either hear, oh, or for you to hear the... <laughs> And like a bunch of shit breaking. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. He was soft as by. So have you had sex with Julie Cooper lately? <laughs> Looks like what the fuck? Like, I saw you. I saw you at the hotel. He's like, it's not what you. Uh. And then it's like, then like, it's like but we have a connection. <laughs> he thinks they have a connection. He's. <sighs> adamant that marissa won't find out about it and 
uh, to be fair, Ryan is like, honey, in what world? Yeah, he's like, like she didn't find out about... Tijuana. Tijuana, yeah. It's like, come on, dude, you sloppy. This whole fucking town is messy as hell. Uh-huh. Obviously, someone is going to find out and tell her, you need to end this. Here's the thing about Luke in this, and I'm... I'm giving Luke total, I'm giving him a totally wide berth ethically because again, he's not the adult and he's sort of adorably smitten. Yeah. He actually does feel something beyond, you know, the boning for Julie Cooper. And he's perfectly willing to cut it off and he does end up cutting it off. Mm -hmm. And I may be giving away a spoiler of my hero of the episode. Oh. But it might have something to do with his willingness to look beyond the tip of his dick. Yep. Yep. And the throbbing of his heart. And the throbbing of his heart. Um, yeah, Ryan's like, you've got to fucking nip this shit, man. And he says, you've got tonight or this. Yeah, tonight. you got tonight, to yeah, it. because we're taking Marissa to, to LA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it is not, it is immediately after that scene when Marissa's like, Ryan, I was thinking, right? No. No? No. She doesn't say she's not going? I thought it was, I thought she catches him like immediately afterwards. Nope. He goes over to her house to have that conversation. Right now, we're back at the Cohen house because Seth is watching... The Valley mm-hmm. on VHS or something, just on their television. Oh, she comes to his house to say yeah. she's not going. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I remember now. Okay. Um, Ryan wants to talk about the Luke situation, but Seth, as per, is having a little Seth freak out. Yep, because yep. he's like, his whole thesis statement is Colin Hanks is me, but with money. Why wouldn't Summer just leave me immediately and be with him? Mm-hmm. Which is, you're so dumb, Seth. You're so stupid. Yeah, and we, ha- you know what? I didn't hate Seth in this episode until just now, and it's not a, it's not a big hatred. It's a small hatred. It's like a teacup worth of hatred, but it's like, dude. Get your head out of your snake ass. Like, you, you are incapable of figuring out what you want at all times. And I had a point, but the tiny teacup of rage poured the point out of my brain. It's not so much Seth for me as it is I've been reading a bunch of stuff lately about how just television in general it's always a really difficult line to walk when you get the two characters who are supposed to be together together too soon Uh and then you have to throw a bunch of contrivances at them in order to keep their relationship fresh and there are very few places or shows that have just issued that whole thing and been like no we're gonna have a relatively normal relationship and because this is 
a primetime soap opera. <laughs> we will not be getting a healthy. No, no. Right. To say nothing of the fact, again, that these are high school children. Right. You know, they're played by 30 year olds, but these are high school children. So right. obviously none of their relationships are or should even necessarily be portrayed as <clears throat> healthy adult relationships. Because yeah. none of them should be. You shouldn't have the wherewithal to have a healthy adult relationship when you're 17. Like, you know, you're, you're, you just shouldn't. You should be stupid. Everyone should be stupid when they're 17. Everyone should have the, the freedom and the leeway to be a complete idiot when you are 17. I mean, it would be cool if 17-year-olds, like, magically got to figure some stuff out. Because being <laughs> 17 is really, really hard. It is. But in any case, in any case, they say Seth is freaking out about going to this party now. And Ryan says, no, we have to go because Luke is going to break up with Julie while we are taking Marissa to this party. And that is when... Ding dong. Ding dong. Last Culturist is wrong podcast. And Ryan's like, I'll get it. Who is it, Sarah? It's Marissa. Why is Marissa there, Sarah? Marissa doesn't want to go to L.A., Evan. She's like, you know, I was thinking, like, maybe we should actually have time apart. Maybe we should not be together all the time if we're actually going to learn how to be our, like, to be separate people. Something like that, right? She's correct. Yeah. Oh, I mean, obviously she's correct. Like She's 100%. I would a million percent. I would have preferred her to stay home with her mom and like try and get some girl time in. That would have been great. Have we seen them in the same scene together? <laughs> Since when? Since the boat? I can't remember. The fucking pilot? <laughs> yes, they better this. Oh my god. Um but yeah, she's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go. And Ryan's like, fuck, fuck. Yeah, she says she try, yeah, she tries to blame Ryan a little bit, and she's like, things have been intense ever since she showed up, and uh, Girlie was intense before. But she's not wrong. Yeah, the arrival of one Ryan Atwood has definitely shaken the sleepy town of Newport Beach to its core. Its core. So much has happened yeah. <laughs> since the, uh, what, 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 what is it? The enzymatic reaction that the catalyst of Ryan Atwood set in motion. Welcome to the OC, bitch. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Famous <laughs> words. Famous words. Famous words. Okay, so... Uh, Marissa has made her desire clear. She leaves the scene. Ryan kind of stares after her. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's like, fuck. Yep. Um, so the next day, his big plan, Ryan's big plan, is to not go to L.A. Mm -hmm. So Marissa will go. Mm -hmm. And Seth does not like that idea. Mm -mm. Uh, Seth does... Uh, Ryan says that he doesn't even know if the Coens are going to let him go, which is, are they in the, the Range Rover? I was going to say, where does the Range Rover come into this? <laughs> How much time has elapsed since the last Range Rover incident? Who knows? <laughs> it is always the same weather in California. Yeah. 
We have no external clues. Um, uh, Seth says he has it handled, and then they walk out to where Sandy and Kirsten are having breakfast. Not in the breakfast nook, curiously. They're in the backyard. Can I say something super quick? By the pool. Yes, you can. I'm going to be really interested to see if they are allowed to use more of the house in season two. Like, I'll be curious to know if they sort of had to keep things to the few locations we're allowed to see of whatever this house is because it's still only season one. I don't know. But we only really ever get to see Breakfast Nook... That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. No? No. I think they're just filming in places that make sense to the plot. Like, where people would gather. They get to choose where people go, you know? Because they're writing the script. I guess I have a curiosity of, does the production own this house? Or is it owned and... A residence of real people that are living there. Like, what is this house? You know, the will, Cohen's house. I will research this, and the intro of the next episode will just be an architectural digest piece. I would love to know. I would really love to know about the Cohen house and what the living situation and the you know the whole thing. That would be great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yes, they're on the patio. Seth, I think, said, he does another thing where he's like, Ryan, you know, uh, you should talk to them because, you again, you're the good talking guy. Doesn't he do something like that? I think so. And Ryan puts his foot down here and he's like, no, they're, you're their child. Yeah. Child? Child. Child. <laughs> um, so Seth walks into the pool area and he's like, mother, you're looking not a day over glowing <laughs> father <laughs> something about eyebrows I was gonna say yeah <laughs> and they both kind of look at him with suspicion and like what do you want what do you want Seth and he says can't a child admire the beauty of his parents in the morning light it's <laughs> <laughs> a good line <laughs> beauty of his parents in the morning light. <laughs> uh, Seth asks if they can go to the party and Sandy goes fuck to the no. Yeah. Where's this party? It's in LA. Fuck no! Yeah. Jesus! What the fuck have you ever let you go to fucking LA? And there's some wheedling and some begging and some pointing out that he gets all like crabby because he's like, I could have lied, but I didn't lie. I could have said that I was going to the Comic Con, but I'm being straight up with you. Why won't you give me what I want? I love that Kirsten's like, by the way, we knew you didn't go to the fucking. We all we knew all IMAX. along you didn't go to the goddamn IMAX. <laughs> you piece of shit. You terrible liar. But then he's finally like, look, uh, it's this. It's the birthday party of this fucking guy. And Kirsten's like, oh, from the valley? Colin Hanks? But also Seth tags Ryan in. Uh, and Ryan goes, okay, we'll be home by midnight. There will be no fights. There will be no drugs. There will be no drinking. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, because they have ostensibly promised that at every other social occasion that they've gone to, <laughs> and there have been all three of the things <laughs> at every social occasion, every social occasion. Gone to. Yeah. Somehow this time is different, though. Well, it's great. Because Ryan said it. Because Sandy's like, okay, now that you've stated the obvious, try and convince me why the fuck I should let you go. And that is when Seth is like, my girlfriend is going to be swept off her feet by this rich guy, and I have to go there to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yes. Now, if I were Sandy and Kirsten, I'd be like... If you don't trust your girlfriend, if you have that little trust between each other uh, that she would do something like that, and, and if you think that you need to literally be watching her at all times to make sure that she does not transgress, maybe that's not a good relationship. And maybe you need to step back, take a step back, because you're being a little controlling right now. Also, maybe everybody go to therapy. Yeah. No, that's, o- that's literally only if you've tried to take your life, Sarah. Mm. That's the only reason people can go to therapy in this show. That's it. You're Drug right. abuse and alcohol. That's it. My bad. You're right. So Kirsten's like, would you get an autograph while you're there? And then she says, no, if you have your cell phone, you could take a picture because pic- cell phone pictures are the autographs of the 21st century. <laughs> Does she say that? Or is she a- says something like, yeah. oh, you have uh, you have a camera phone. You can take a picture. Yeah. Um, and what's his name is like, all right, you got to be back by 1130 and no later. Because L.A. will steal their soul. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, God. If Sandy Cohen hates Newport Beach, I bet he loathes L.A. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so now they decide that that's all settled and Ryan still has to convince Marissa to go. Yep. So that is when we cut to Ryan going to Marissa's house. Uh, And we have a very rare occasion. We have a what the fuck is Marissa wearing corner. I liked this shirt. I thought it was whimsical and appropriate for an older teen. Okay, so I want to describe this shirt. Kathy, this shirt. If Sarah can find a photograph of it, she will send it to you. Um, this shirt. Okay, so it's it's an off... It's off the right shoulder. It's like a... How would... Okay, so it's off the right shoulder and it's on the right shoulder. However, so it's like there is a, a suspender strap. There is a suspender strap made out of interconnecting multicolored hearts that go over the right shoulder and down in between the breasts and then around the waist. And is what do the sleeves look like? I can't even remember. I was no. just so confused by what this fucking shirt was. Kathy, it was very confusing. I did not think it was whimsical. I was like, what the fuck is that? It's fine. Maybe because I'm a lady, I like shit with hearts on it. We can have, we can have different opinions. I just, I didn't find it as offensive as the things that they put Anna (laughs) in. (laughs) And it made sense for her character because it was one layer. Mm-hmm. 
She doesn't, they don't put her in layers. <laughs> they don't put her in blazers and turtlenecks <laughs> and scarves. Newsy caps. And newsy caps. Jauntily cocked to one side. Like, would I wear the thing? No. Did I hate it? No. Hmm. hmm. I didn't hate it. Hate's a very strong emotion to feel towards a shirt. Let's not be silly. How many times have you said I hate Seth on this very He's podcast? not a shirt. He's a very long person. Are you cons- are you putting? No, I'm saying like you know why would I couldn't hate a shirt? You can a shirt can't like be a terribly selfish person. <laughs> a shirt can't break Anna's heart. Okay, so while they're having this justice for Anna. Oh my god. Anyway, while they're having this conversation, she's holding Luke's puka shells. <laughs> That's right. I found them in the house. Weird, huh? (laughs) (laughs) They were under this pile of used condoms in my mom's room. Weird, huh? It's covered in jizz. Weird, huh? I can't really figure out why. Blast from the past much, huh? (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to... In my best Ryan voice, I'm going to approximate the speech that Ryan gives. I'm very excited. To Marissa, because there's a there's a stinger at the end that we both enjoyed. I'm very excited. <clears throat> okay, here's the thing. Not going to LA because I'm going? That's not independent. To be really independent, we both need to go to LA independently. But together at the same time. <laughs> and Marissa says, Okay, you're starting to sound like Seth. <laughs> he says, I know it rubs, rubs off. off. <laughs> <laughs> then she says, Do you really want me to go? And he says something like, It's not about what he wants, but about what she needs. And then she just super laughs in his face. Yeah. But then she's like, Fine, I'll go. So now we are back with the adults. Uh, Sandy is being a pain in the ass about Caleb helping him still. Do you want to take more of this? Um, is Caleb there? Yeah, they're yeah. looking at the, they're they're back at the Newport group, right? Yeah. They're looking at, is it a model of the restaurant? No, I think they're just looking at pictures still. Okay. And Caleb is, he's like, so you need my help. And yeah, Seth, sorry, not Seth, Sandy's like, ah, this fucking fuck. Yeah. I knew we shouldn't have fucking come here, you piece of shit. I fucking hate you. I love how Sandy does not ever attempt to hide his contempt. (laughs) I love, he never, he doesn't hold back anything. He's always like, you're a rotten old piece of shit and I hate you. I hope you fucking die. I hate you, you old, disgusting, Rotten to the core, anti-Semitic fuck. I love your daughter, and that's the only reason I haven't had you killed. You disgust me. I vomit in my mouth at the fucking sight of you. You son of a bitch. Anyway, I love that he doesn't ever try and hide how much he hates Caleb. 
and it's delightful and somehow Kirsten puts up with it. Well, and also like nothing you can say to Caleb would ever hurt Caleb's feelings. Yeah. He's Caleb Nickel. He has no feelings. <laughs> right. What do you nothing you you couldn't hurt him in a way that matters to anyone, you know? Like whatever. Um but Caleb does say, "Well, you did me a favor. I I can I can repay you in kind or something like that." And this is where they're talking about um they can't have the... Oh, Caleb is going to some coincidental, like, meeting with a bunch of business bros. Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, I can't... Oh, 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 um, Julie puts two and two together first. Yeah. Um, because, um, they're talking about the chef. Yeah. Um, Sandy's like... <laughs> Sandy? Fucking Sandy. Sometimes Sandy is just as bad as Seth is, honestly. Um... I mean, they're related. Uh... Because Caleb's like, who's the chef? And Sandy's like, ah, he's a real, he's a real schmuck. He sucks at everything. You'd fucking hate him. And it's like, Sandy, you're trying to get money for the fucking restaurant. Stop being a schmuck. He microwaves hungry man dinners. Yeah. And Jimmy's like, no, 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 no. He's a really good guy. He's the sous chef from... Aubergine. Aubergine. Which is just British for fucking eggplant. eggplant. Yeah. But Caleb's like, oh, aubergine, the classy joint. How many writers do you think it came took to come up with aubergine? <laughs> Caleb's like, tell me more. Um, they're like, oh, 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 I know. Uh, we we could um, di- dinner. We we could have dinner. Kirsten's. Oh, they're like. Um, Sandy's like, the whole place is a fucking shambles. Um, wait, how does it fucking come up that Caleb is having dinner with, like, all the hoity-toity hobnobs? I think he can't go to a tasting or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they were like, come on, we'll we'll have him make food for you. And he's like, well, tonight I'm literally meeting with all of the most powerful, influential people of Newport Beach. I couldn't possibly go. We're supposed to have dinner together. Newport Beach Magazine, Newport Beach Gazette, <laughs> Newport Beach Tastemakers, Newport Beach New York Times, <laughs> New York Beach Money Havers Club, CN Newport Beach. <laughs> so then, yeah, Julie's like, well, fucking feed them. And they're and like, they, and, yeah, and Sandy's like, ah, oh, but the place is a fucking shambles. It's covered in dust and mites and there's cockroaches everywhere. And I've taken multiple dumps in the middle of the room just for fucking fun. I just like to do it because I fucking own the place. I can take a shit any fucking goddamn place I goddamn want, Caleb. <laughs> and Kirsten's like, uh, we'll live it at our place. Our place is huge. We're millionaires. Why not have it at our place? Our kids are out of town. Yep. And the kids are out of town. So it's decided. It's been decided. It has done been. It has done bun. All right. Now we are in a traffic jam on the freeway to Los Angeles trying to get to Colin Hanks' birthday party. And Marissa is complaining in the back seat about how her mom is almost never home. <laughs> That's right. She's trying to call her. Yeah. God, my mom never picks up anymore. And uh, Seth and Ryan are mugging at each other again yep. in the front seat. And that's because Summer yep. is like, you know, when my stepmother 
stopped answering her phone, it was because she was doing it with somebody else. Because she was having an affair. Yeah, where they were doing it. <laughs> where they were doing it. <laughs> and so Seth is so fucking stupid. Seth's like, look, a flying car! Well, it's because they are discussing how they wish that Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was real because they could get out of the traffic jam. Yep. And... For the dumb 2000s viewer who had probably never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Also, I side note, I have not seen it. I just somehow absorbed that it was about a flying car. Yeah. Um, They're like, yes, Chitty Bang Bang, the movie <laughs> about a flying car. I also wish that was true. That sure would be convenient that for us in our current situation. In our current situation, and um, yeah, Summer is yep. insinuating that Julia's off fucking somebody. Getting railed, and then Seth is like, she's on a business trip, probably! Also flying car! <laughs> um... Seth changes the subject completely and starts speculating on who will be at the party. Um, Summer is hoping for Orlando Bloom. Because what? He saved Middle Earth and that's really important European history. <laughs> it is really important. <laughs> we had fun with this episode. We did, yeah. And then Seth, uh, Seth, who does he say he would like to be there? Natalie Portman, Kira Knightley, or Kate Bosworth. <laughs> and then Summer fucking slugs him. Yep. And he's like, what the fuck? Yep. And that's when she's like, um, hello. The person I'm pining after is a hero of Middle Earth. <laughs> and Ryan tells everyone to calm down because the night is, they're going to have a fun night. And then everybody in the fucking car gets suspicious. <laughs> that has not happened fucking once. No, especially when you say, hey, we're going to have a good night. It is the opposite of the Black Eyed Peas. It is not yeah. going to be a good no. night. Nope. No. Okay. Uh, Caleb drops Julie off at her house and asks for a date again. And Julia's like, I just want to make sure that you're ready for the big business, boys. Maybe we can talk about this later. Because she's still, you know... She's playing her options. Yeah. She's keeping her options open, and you know what? I'm here for that. Yeah. I want I want a Julie Cooper to be happy. That's what I want. Yeah. And then Luke comes hightailing out of the bushes in a fucking hoodie, <laughs> the same color as the bushes, and Julia's like, what the fuck? What if Caleb saw you? And he's like, are you trying to start things up with that guy? Shouldn't he be cleaning his dentures? Right. And so he's like, shut up and come and rail me. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, but we, we'll talk afterwards, right? And she's like, yeah, 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 get in here. <laughs> and they're off to the races. All right, now we are at a club that is definitely not filmed on a soundstage. <laughs> uh, Colin Hanks greets... Marissa. Well, let's Go can ahead. we can we do the the tracking shot first? Yes. Cuz the tracking shot is like 
go-go dance, not go-go dancers. They keep referring to them as strippers. Yeah, but they're in their underwear because it's network television. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's they're just supposed to be like exotic dancers. But I mean, they call them strippers. We're not allowed to. Yeah, we're not allowed. We're not allowed to actually strip anything. So they're like, yeah, we're we're stripping. This tracking oh. shot is actually very similar to the tracking shot in Tijuana. Uh-huh. You were gonna say, oh, was this someone doing a bump? Yes. Oh my god. They're like, <laughs> it's just so fucking funny the way that this show is like. Ooh, look, there's cocaine happening. And what does Summer say? I think it's Marissa that says, I thought that young Hollywood doing a bunch of coke was a cliche. Yeah, doing a bunch of coke with strippers. Yeah. 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 We're like, well, here we are. Yep. So it is then that we find one Colin Hanks. <laughs> I have no memory of what we were talking about. <laughs> Um, Colin Hanks pulls Marissa and Summer away, uh, leaving the boys to kind of sulk in the background, <laughs> and we get another bit of meta dialogue. Ooh, can we describe what the girls are wearing really quickly? Um, Marissa is, I don't remember what Summer was wearing, but Marissa was wearing a uh, satin shower curtain <laughs> over a pair of low-rise jeans. So can okay. Uh, this is something that I've always wondered. Perhaps a bath towel. Yeah. Okay. Because the way that this shirt is constructed uh-huh. is it goes under her. It's a. It's it's like it's constructed like a tube top, but it's yep. not a tube top. Nope. It's of more of a like a flowy silky fabric. Yep. I want to say it's like a mossy goldeny green. I would say more like a chartreuse. Chartreuse? Okay. Um, This kind of shirt. So, Misha Barton obviously does not have very large breasts, right? I'm assuming that this kind of shirt is the kind of shirt that you need to glue on. How the fuck does it stay up? She has nothing to keep it up. So, what I'm guessing is there was some kind of button... Because, you know, there was the um, the rim of fabric, the, mm-hmm. the, the hem, mm-hmm. if you will, but the the opposite way, like it's not a, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's probably like a like a fastener or like an encloser, like you, you just wrap it around your body and go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but why isn't it falling down? Because it's pulled tight enough around her up here. Yeah? Yeah. I Because it was... I Okay, thank you. Do you want us... We'll have a very special video Patreon episode where I will get you that top. <laughs> and we will put it on you. <laughs> and we'll see if you can hold it up. Ah! Uh, Kathy will make it for me. Yes. Kathy, if you're listening to episodes anymore... <laughs> I'll try and send you reference of this fucking top. You can also make me, you can make me the top that she was wearing earlier. Yes. With, with the, the fucking hearts. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ryan says, how does that guy play high school? <laughs> I didn't hear that. Oh my God. And Seth replies, Hollywood, man. Oh 
shit. This episode is so self-aware. They're so proud of themselves. They really They're are. So like, oh, aren't we clever? <laughs> the cleverest little boys in the world. <laughs> um. Um. Yes. So this is actually where we get the cocaine remark from Marissa. Oh, okay. After the walkthrough and the whatever. Okay. And it's actually kind of a little sad because Misha Barton kind of had a bit of a substance abuse problem mm-hmm. after. So it's kind of a prescient, prescient, weird remark. That's too bad. Yeah. Um... Colin Hanks introduces uh, Summer to his entire team. What, it's first super funny. Oh, sorry. What is it? She's excited because she's like, is this everybody else on the cast? And he's like, no, this is my accountant. This is, yeah. What does he say? It's These team are my boys Greg or whatever. Team, team Colin Hanks. Yeah. He's like, so what is it? It's his agent, his manager, uh-huh. his accountant. Um, They're all wearing bucket hats. Yeah. It's so funny, though. It's every kind of person you can play. Publicist. Yeah. Um, who else? It's fucking great. Um, and he's like, and my um, ah, shit. Uh, his his product producer, something or other, something. And she's like, you own something. And he's like, yeah, we just bought the rights to the Golden Girls. We're gonna remake it. Except all the Golden Girls are gonna be young and hot. And this is where, to Summer's credit, he starts losing Summer. Yes. Yes. You don't fuck with the Golden Girls. You do not fuck with the Golden Girls. How many times do you think that plot has actually been pitched in Hollywood, though? <laughs> Redoing like, the Golden Girls as young and hot? Yes. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. Someone has actually tried it. I absolutely believe that for sure. Probably. Yes. Yeah, they're sitting on the rights to it, and they're thinking to themselves, what the fuck are we going to do with the rights to Golden Girls? Yeah. Uh, Ryan calls Luke at this point and leaves the voicemail saying, did you get it done? Get it done. Get it fucking done. (laughs) It's Um, like a guy from Breaking Bad. (laughs) Get it done. So I knew that we're going into the Paris Hilton scene now. (laughs) Spoiler alert. The person that we were alluding to earlier is Paris Hilton. I knew that Paris Hilton was on this, but I completely confused her with her appearance on Veronica Mars. She was also in Veronica Mars? Yes. I don't remember that. She's in a very early episode and she's like on the beach with a fucking weevil. And she says, ew. Really? Yeah. Okay, now here's the thing. For me, that means canonically, Veronica Mars and the OC take place in the same cinematic universe. They take place in the same timeline because Paris Hilton Hilton exists in both. Because Huey Newton... (laughs) <laughs> and the news <laughs> they're there too so it's not they're not on the beach she has an interaction with Seth um, where this was the height of the simple life do you remember anything about the simple life I do not it was a television show an early reality TV show where uh, Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie went around and did like regular life things 
that adults do. And they worked on farms and they like pumped their own gas. And the conceit was, oh, isn't it hilarious? They don't know how to do anything. Mm -hmm. I am not saying that I am a Paris Hilton fan or Stan uh, but I do think that she, I know that she is smarter than her public persona. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of a wink at, an early wink at that, mm-hmm. um, her guest appearance. And I do also know that she has been through a lot. Sure. Yeah. A lot. So in this first uh, run in, uh, everyone is trying to get through a doorway. Yep. And uh, they bump into, who the fuck is it? It's Paris Hilton. And she's like, watch where you're going. But she also, like, looks at Seth. She, like, looks at him, right? Yeah. And we're like, why the fuck are you looking at Seth? Oh, and she also says, relax. Um, She runs into Summer. And Summer's like, oh, my God, watch where you're going. And she's like, relax. All you L.A. chicks are so lame. Yeah. And Summer says, we're from Orange County. (laughs) Paris Hilton says, Orange County? Ew. (laughs) You count? Plus one. Plus like five. Plus plus. Because Paris Hilton said it. (laughs) Um, Ryan and Marissa do not want to meet the rest of the cast, so they're standing around and like looking at the fake strippers and <laughs> a good time is definitely being had ryan you are correct is this it, it's fun is this They're where fun we yes okay uh the stripper that is dancing behind ryan grabs him by the shoulders and it's Haley. she says are you having a good time cutie then, yep, it's fucking Haley. And she's like, oh, yeah, the face, the mugging happens again. Yes. <laughs> you hear a cat die off screen. Yes. Um, her boss tells her to get back to dancing, which seems like a cool, fun relationship with your boss. <laughs> uh, back to Newport. Julie is late to the presentation. <laughs> Do we see her? Trying to get out of the house. Oh, at some point in this that we glossed over um, was Caleb finds out that they're making meatloaf for the dinner mm-hmm. for all of the Newport Hoy Oh, no, that happens later. Oh, it does? That happens later. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, we see um, Julie leaving her house. And she's, like, buttoning her blouse. Yeah. She's like, fuck, I'm late. I didn't know we were going to do it twice. <laughs> yep. She's like, I have to go be with the adults. Yeah. Which sucks for Luke. Yeah, she says, I have to go be with the adults, sweetie. Yeah. And he's like, we need to talk. And she's like, bye. <laughs> and he's like, fuck. Fuck. I had one job. And instead, I railed her twice. Shit. Shit. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Caleb is making a speech about how Newport used to be this glamorous town that attracted John Wayne, and we both remarked on we do not understand the hard on that this show has for John it's Wayne. Got such a boner for John Wayne. Who was the other fucking guy that they mentioned? I don't know. Gary Cooper. I don't know. I don't care. Um. Caleb is speeching about it and. And Sandy's like, well, I don't know if we can bring all those dead people back from the dead. Yuck, yuck. (laughs) 
Um, Jimmy calls it a bridge from Newport to the world, mm-hmm. and there is polite business clapping. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and Julie runs in and says, "Sorry, sorry, I'm late. Sorry." I had some young ass cock in me. Some young ass cock in me. (laughs) Caleb says she's glowing. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah, right. You and I mugged at each other and then fell down the stairs. Uh, Luke is driving away and uh, checking his voicemail, which very early on in cell phones, so people didn't know not to do this. Mm Mm-hmm. But he gets the voicemail from Ryan and he's like, fuck, and he U-turns. <laughs> right, he's like, damn, I didn't do it. Yeah. You- Shit. <laughs> that thing I was supposed to do. <laughs> His giant truck. <laughs> his it's, fucking monster it's truck. so... He runs over five smaller cars when he does his U-turn in the cul-de-sac. A squirrel writes him an angry letter. seeing <laughs> the homeowners association. <laughs> That's the content of the letter. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, okay. So now we're back at the Cohen kitchen again. Sandy asks Jimmy if he's happy with the crowd, and Jimmy's like, nah, but we need the fucking money, dude. Um, and again, contrivance. They need the money because contrivance. Yeah, because why? Yeah. But I, is it here or it's another time? When Sandy's like, eh, fuck them. We don't fucking need these old no, fucks. This is here. Yeah. And Jimmy's like, that's all well and good for you to say. Because you're rolling in it because your wife is rich and hot. And you have another job. This yeah. is literally all I have right now. Yeah. I don't know if you remember or not, but I'm kind of a pariah in our fucking community right now. So this would be real good for me, actually. Yeah. If, if people would stop spitting on me when they walk past me in the fucking parking lot yeah so now sandy gets the call from ryan who is narking on Haley for being a stripper oh he's narking hard it's we do not we're not sex workers work right yeah right yeah this show has takes a very dim view on so many things yeah but again it was 2004 it was the odds so uh, mostly Sandy is upset that there were strippers at the party. Yeah. So where are you? What's the name of this place? Dixie Cups? Uh, fuck. I can't remember. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. If it is a real club, they portray it very poorly. So I'm guessing they made this club up. Yeah. Because the club owner is like some skeezy guy with like hair plugs. Yeah. And a bad tan. I also don't think clubs would outwardly want to be perceived as accepting underage kids. Oh, yeah, probably not. Yeah, they probably made this one up. But, you know... What club are you at? They say the name, and he's like, Oh, Christ, you're fucking there? Jesus! Yeah. Um, Sandy... Oh, and he's saying all this very, very out loud. Yeah. He's like, Oh, fuck, Haley's there? Wait, Haley's a fucking stripper? Yeah. And Jimmy is there, he over like eavesdropping, he's like, wait, what? Haley, what? Haley, how? What hair? What 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 club? Yeah. Yep. And because of the volume of his voice, it makes absolutely no sense that Kirsten also 
would not have heard it from the other room. But he's like screaming. Everyone in this party should be able to hear him. But contrivances. So here we are. Yeah. Um, Sandy tells Sandy tells Jimmy the name of the club, which I still don't remember. And uh, Jimmy's like, "Oops, I remembered that I had a thing. I gotta go." He. This is where they have the fight about the meatloaf, isn't it? We're walking up to the fight about the meatloaf because that's when Jimmy leaves. Because he's like, "Well, fine. If if this is what it's gonna be like, yeah." Because um, Caleb comes in and he's like. What are we going to be eating? And he sees they're making the meatloaf. And he's like, what is that goddamn smell? Um, yeah. And he sees the meatloaf. And he's like, what? You can, This is the this is the 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 highest of the highest echelon of the upper class of the everyone who's anyone in Newport. You're going to feed them your granty Manny's uh, fucking meatloaf. <laughs> I should have known you weren't serious about this. Blah, blah, blah. And, and obviously Sandy's like, you can suck my left nut, you old fuck. We're going to do this my way or the highway. I'm going to kill you. Blah. Um, and they're fighting. And that's when Jimmy's yeah. like, look, yeah, maybe this we don't actually need your money. This was supposed to be fun. Yeah. And if you're going to ruin everything that we were excited about surrounding it, then I'm going to dip. Yeah. So he leaves. We he know dips. why he leaves. Yep. Sandy knows why he leaves. Uh... Caleb's like, fine, look, if you want to tank this. That's your own prerogative. Maybe he just has low blood sugar. <laughs> he does say he's starving. He's like, just make the food. I'm ravenous. Yep. And then he storms off. Yep. Uh, Sandy tells the chef that a lot is riding on the meatloaf and there's a lot of uh, meaningful stares. I don't think... Does the chef have any speaking lines besides like, okay? Nope. Okay. I don't think he says anything. Yeah. No, he's a non-speaking role. Yeah. 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 It's we're recording this at 10 p.m. <laughs> on a Thursday, you guys. <laughs> right? We've had busy work days. Recording. We should have been in bed an hour ago. <laughs> okay. We're doing it for you. We're doing it for you guys because we love you. We love you guys. The name of the club is Luna Chicks. Luna Chicks. We'll look it up to see if it's a real club eventually. Uh, Ryan wants to get Seth and Summer and leave, but Marissa insists that they find Haley and is like, you're not going to find Haley without me. I'm going with you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Have they gotten kicked out at this point? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. Summer is sitting with Colin Hanks and his team, and they are drinking shots of what appears to be black coffee. <laughs> uh, Summer is a little uncomfortable looking, but she's still like being the cool girl, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, Seth is at the bar standing in, in a line and encounters Paris Hilton again. And Paris Hilton was like, I'm so tired because I was up all night working on my thesis in magical realism in American literature. Oh, that's what she says. Yeah. That's the other thing about this episode. The audio editing, like most most television shows and movies, if you're in the scene that is the, the crowded club scene, right, with uns, uns, four on the floor music, you... You record the scene without music, which is why all of the people dancing in the background are all dancing to a different song. Yeah. Because there is no music. Yeah. So you can get good, clean audio. And then you put music of an appropriate volume 
over your people talking. <clears throat> I'm assuming that they did this here because that's sort of how you do everything. But for some reason, the audio EQing, at least for my ear, was very, very poor. Uh, I could not understand almost anything anyone was saying in this in these scenes. Maybe you just need subtitles. Maybe you're just old. I mean, I probably I know I'm that. I mean, I definitely I'm definitely old. If it's too loud, you're too old, Evan. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was too old years and years and years ago. <laughs> I've always been too old. I'm the only person at concerts that's like, does it need to be this loud? I can't even hear like the notes. Like, I can't understand the words because it's way too fucking loud. So this is what I was alluding to with Paris Hilton uh, playing with her image mm-hmm. degree in ma- uh, magical thinking and literature, American literature, blah, blah, blah. She's like, what was the author that they talked about? I don't remember. Well, for the um, sake of this retelling, say it was Proust. Yeah, she's like... Did you, haven't you read Blah Blah by Proust? And Seth is like, no, I only read Blah Blah. Oh my God. And his boner is, doesn't know what to think. <laughs> his, his boner, boner is as not, confused as he is. It's, it's in the shape of a little question mark. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> his balls are the perfect circle between half the, 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 the point. <laughs> um, she tells Seth not to tell anyone that she's in grad school. Because it'll ruin the illusion, and probably no one would believe him. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to believe him that he's met fucking Paris Hilton. Yep. So now Colin Hanks asks... Well, sorry, can we just briefly really just point yeah. out how funny it is that out of this crowd of people, Paris Hilton has chosen to talk to Seth? It's the torso. <laughs> She's like, you know what they say about guys with long torsos? <laughs> It takes them forever to digest a whole egg that they've swallowed. A whole ostrich egg. I can see the egg in your esophagus right now. It's making its way down. <laughs> Slowly but glamorously. Glamorously. <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. It's okay. Oh, shit. Um, Colin Hanks asked Summer if she wants to see a new episode of The Valley. Obviously, she does. You as the viewer are screaming at Summer, don't go to a second location. Right. Do not remove yourself from this scene. But then she sees across the room Paris Hilton reach into Seth's pants to get his phone uh-huh. so she can take a selfie with his camera phone. She also refers to... um phones as the autograph of the 21st 21st century century. (laughs) i'm gonna start doing that do it i'm gonna start taking selfies with every person that i see and i'm like you know (laughs) this is like the autograph of the 21st century and then i will be thrown out of every establishment that we ever try to go into i'm cool with that Mm. totally cool with that so she sees that she's not cool with that so she the choices people make in this show, whatever it is, what it is. She's like, yeah, let's go. They're weird, jealous teenagers. Fucking, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Like some of this does make sense because 
teenagers do not have jealousy figured out. That's true. Uh, but it's it's again the thing where sometimes the show wants them to be teenagers and sometimes it very does not. It, it's very much trying to have it both ways. Yeah. So Summer lets herself be led away by Colin Hanks and now we're at um, the Cohen house again and Sandy is outside drinking a glass of red wine. Is it red wine? Yes. Okay. It's like a like a generous pour. It looks like it could be a port because it looks more to my eye. It looks more like a dark orange. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I like the details of this show. I try to pick them out sometimes. And who joins him? An it's unexpected Caleb. person. Yeah. It's Caleb, everybody. Daddy um, Nickel. Daddy Nickel. Um, this is when Sandy spills the beans about Haley actually being in Los Angeles and working as a stripper. And he says, that's where my partner went. That's why he's my partner. And he excuses himself. Yes. Yeah, because Caleb says, uh, this is where you are. I... I thought you'd flown the coop like your piece of shit partner, who's a loser. I hate him. I'm Caleb Nickel. I don't know why I'm making him sound like that. That's not what he sounds like. <laughs> Whatever. It's close. You think? Yeah. Aw. It's, it's got the, the appropriate gravita. Aw. Yes. Thanks. You have an excellent gravita. I think it's gravitas, but thank you. I said what I said. You did I'm probably wrong. No, fuck it. You've got an English degree. I sure don't. Gravita is famously not an English word. No? No. I think it's like from the Latin or something. Anyway. <laughs> you read books. I, don't, I, I, I believe you. I don't know how to read. <laughs> okay. Summer and Colin Hanks are in the whatever. Uh, His four by four. SUV, something SUV. like that. This yeah. is another thing. So they're watching videos. They're is... watching in advance of the next unaired episode of The Valley. And the lights are on in this thing. Yep. His car is not going to start. They're burning through his battery. Like, there's no way that vehicle is going to start. He's going to need a jump. Here's the thing. If you're surrounded by enough people in Hollywood, no one is going to let that happen to you and you're not going to know that it happened. If sure. It does. Sure. You're going to be like, car no rookie. They'll be like, here, new car. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. Yes. There, he's showing her advanced copies of the latest episode. Yep. Summer vocally wishes that she was from the Valley. She is so excited about being able to see this episode. Colin Hanks is kind of torn between enjoying seeing himself on screen very much and wanting to dick Summer down, mm -hmm. which is really why she's in the car. Yeah. But she doesn't seem to know that. No. She seems somehow oblivious. Yes. Somehow. Yes. The inconsistencies with this character. Anyway. <laughs> uh, 
Ryan and Marissa find Seth, who cannot find Summer, and Seth is distracted by... Have they been thrown out yet? They have not been thrown out yet. Okay. Seth is distracted by a dancer. Yes. And this he, is where everything goes down. Yeah. And uh, someone do, like, says something about, well, we have some time. Maybe we should get a lap dance or something. And then there's the turnaround and it's Haley. Yeah. Don't, does the camera do a literal zoom in on his face? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> there's so much mugging. Yeah. So much mugging in this episode. I would also mug when confronted with these circumstances. Though. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. He's like, uh, and that's my aunt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he runs up to Haley and it's like, Kirsten's mom is going to fucking lose her shit if she learns about this. And Haley's like, that's crazy. Then well, don't she's fucking tell her. <laughs> oh, yes, because we forgot to mention at the very beginning of this episode, Kirsten received a letter from Haley. Yeah. Saying she was a personal trainer. And like club med in like Ibiza. Yeah. 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 Which now we know. Is a bold-faced lie. Yes. Um, he says she looks terrible. She's like, I don't really see what's wrong with what I'm doing. Everything's fine. I'm Shut making the fuck money. Up. I'm making money. Uh, the club over comes over. Club owner comes over to yell at Haley to Again. get back on the stage. And I did think that there was going to be a Ryan Punch TM. There were several moments where it looked like it was heading towards Punch Town. You and me and all the other girls were like... All the girlies. Ryan Punch? <laughs> Ryan, no punch. <laughs> Ryan, no punch. No punch, Ryan. Nope. This is where they get kicked out, though. Yes. Uh, they basically get the fucking... Uh, not Sweet Valley High. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> God, they all get DJ Jazzy Jeff. They get DJ Jazzy Jeff out the back door. And the club owner is like, I don't want to see any of these kids in my club again. Yep. And they're, so then they're sitting on the ground. Very bad idea in Los Angeles. Don't sit on the ground in a fucking alley. Now they all have HPV. They all have HPV. (laughs) And probably scabies. (laughs) They've all got SARS. Uh huh. (laughs) Or whatever was going around back in 2004. Um,. Seth, <laughs> Seth tries to scale on the wall <laughs> by like parkouring <laughs> up it, and everyone is like, he tries Seth. to like gecko up it. <laughs> like, no man, you're a snake, not a gecko. You can't climb walls. You can climb trees. <laughs> what does he say? This is pretty dewy. I'm gonna go around the block. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Seth. Um, Marissa has a brilliant idea to go in the VIP entrance and Ryan is like but we're not VIPs how are we gonna get in she's like just trust me so confidence Cohen Cohen. (laughs) Um, we're back at the Cohen house and everybody loves the meatloaf Take us into what happens next. I don't fucking remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, 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 wait. This okay. is Julie and the wine. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, yeah, Caleb's like, I have to hand it to you. Uh, everyone loved the meatloaf. Um, or everyone's loving the meatloaf or whatever. Um, 
It's Nana's meatloaf. Obviously, they love it. So, um, fucking, uh, Julie, does she hear a knock at the window? What is it? Uh, or she's, fuck, I don't remember how she sees him. No, it's one of those, um, the kitchen is very much a horror movie setup. I wonder if there were any horror movies filmed there because the back sink mm-hmm. is facing the Yes, backyard. yes, 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 yes. And his head, Luke, pops up. Yeah. And is like, why are we going to talk? <laughs> Jolie. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> And the only people who are in the kitchen are the help. Yeah. So. And, yeah. What does she do? Does she sneak her head out? She's like, what the fuck are you doing here? No, she just kind of gestures at him wildly and like yes, leaves. Yes, 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 yes. But he keeps following her around the periphery. <laughs> yes. It's very slapstick. It's very noises off. So she's chasing back and forth. Yeah. And she's like, um, I'll, I'll get more wine. And then she goes and gets the wine and he's like sticking his head up and he's like, he's mouthing the words, we have to talk. And she's like, go the fuck away. And then she comes back and she's like, Oh, this bottle is empty. <laughs> I'll go get a different one. And she, she, that's right. Finally, she makes her escape to the kitchen and she goes out the back and she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And she tells him to wait in the bushes. <laughs> you have to go wait in the bushes. And then one of the sous chefs is like staring at her and she's like, what? Get back to work. <laughs> Who needs to watch Oscar when you have a farce that is this good? But imagine if Sylvester Stallone was in any of these roles. <laughs> I see him as Caleb Nickel. Is that weird? It's not weird. I, I, that's the only role I really see him in. Not Marissa? <laughs> he would look really good in that shirt. <laughs> see, he has enough fucking tits to hold that shirt up. <laughs> that's fucking things are falling down. He would... Pass the pencil test. Yeah. Yeah, he fucking would. <laughs> okay, so now we're at Marissa's big elaborate plan to get back into the club. Yes, she's at the bouncer. She's at the VIP entrance. And, and he's like, like, I told you, you can't get in because you're not VIP. And Ryan walks up to the scene and she starts going, oh my God, do you recognize him? Oh my God, it's you. Oh my God, you're the best. She hugs him. You're the best. In that show, oh my god! She's like to the bouncer, "Do you watch The Valley?" He's like, "No, I have a job." <laughs> I don't get why they're getting any of this performance taken seriously because Ryan fully looks like he wants to throw up. Yeah, he looks like some schmuck. Like he does not look like a rich person or no. a fucking movie star or a celebrity. He's dressed. He's back in a. Uh, Henley shirts with uh, short sleeve button ups over them mm-hmm. and his color story in this episode is very <laughs> navy blue yes so it's not I, I wouldn't have let them into my club like full stop period from the beginning not in the front door not in the side door well the they were door. invited by Colin Hanks so that's the only reason that the guy let them in in the first place they're not Colin Hanks but anyway um, she's like have you seen the van he's like no I have a job <laughs> and uh, he's like yeah you, so you, you're here for the party I don't think Ryan says anything no he just sort of nods he's just, just like like, like the chin thing yeah kind of yeah and he's but like not as assured 
as the chin thing normally is. Yeah. And uh, Marissa's like, oh my gosh, you're going in? Can, can I come with you? And Ryan just sort of like looks at the bouncer and the bouncer's like, ah, uh, what does he say? You're only a teen idol once? Yes. Part of me was like, ew, gross, but okay. No, I'm fully ew, gross. Yeah. 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 Uh, even if you think that you don't say it out loud and also let this brings up a whole other set of questions for our thesis about how and why does one get into bouncing in the first place Mm -hmm. is it for the love of bouncing (laughs) is it because you need a job we should have keith on the show i was gonna say i do know two bouncers so we will have a bouncer round table (laughs) bouncer table it will be the shortest episode ever (gasps) we'll call it bouncy house we'll call it bouncy house very good it will be the shortest episode ever because we will be like hey why did you get into bouncing and they'll be like i needed money (laughs) that's it (laughs) okay so now we're back in the limo with uh colin hanks and summer Mm -hmm. and they're watching dailies (laughs) she's like oh my god i can't believe you have me watching dailies yeah um he pulls out colin hanks pulls out a cd and he's like hey do you want to listen to some music and She's like, okay. And it's it's Colin Hanks's band. And do you know why this is funny? Why? At the time, Adam Brody was in a band. <laughs> what was the name of that band? Don't remember. <gasps> I expected you to know. I'm sorry. It's fine. But he was also in a fake band in Jennifer's Body. The movie. Ah. So. Ah. Yes. Ah. Um... It's a, it's a good, it's, they're, they're having a little pat on the back, these writers are. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Summer is completely over everything. She would like to get out of the car, but Colin Hanks tries to kiss her. She's like, ew, what the fuck? Yeah. And this is when Seth opens the door, or she opens the door? I she don't... opens the door. Okay. Why are the limo doors unlocked? I do love, but this, this, this full circle of what you just said. I mean, contrivance university, but. She's like, how did you find us? And he's like, I heard terrible music. And I, I knew what is, what's the perp, what's the exact line? Because it's great. actors with instruments. <laughs> and you see why that's even funnier now. Now I understand why it's funny. Yes. Uh, the door on the other. Why are you opening mail? <laughs> You have a full fidget I'm rubber just band. <laughs> oh, they just want my money. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Keep going. You have a full ass fucking fidget like system <laughs> over there that we have created lovingly for your hats. And you are opening mail. God damn it. So then someone else opens the other door to the car. Uh-huh. It's an actress from the Valley who we have not met before this scene, but she's like, what are you doing with that girl? And Summer's like, oh my gosh, it's you. You're the best. She says, you're the best thing on that show. Uh-huh. Um, Summer figures out that they're dating IRL mm-hmm. and the following bit of dialogue happens, which is also funny because guess who is dating right now on the OC? 
Misha Barton. Adam Brody and Rachel Bilson. Who's Rachel Bilson again? Summer. Oh, oh my God. This is the most self-referential fucking episode of all self-referential apples. Apple, apple, Epilepsies. Epilepsies. Capybaras. Wait, you two are dating? Don't you think that's a bad idea? I mean, what if things don't work out and you guys don't break you guys break up? Isn't that bad for the show? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ. Colin Hanks chases after his upset girlfriend. Yeah, because what does she say? She's like, We're about to, to find, find out. <laughs> And he's like, wait, wait, honey, wait. Summer apologizes and she says she wants to go home and be around real people. And Seth is like, we live in Newport. (laughs) Good fucking luck. Yes. Um, Haley is leaving the dressing room. Uh, Ryan and Marissa appear and say that she's coming with them. This is also she's doing a clear nose wipe. Yeah, she's exiting her yep. dressing room or whatever into this scene. So, coke is bad, kids. Yeah, it's the shorthand for I've just done cocaine. <laughs> La cocaína. <laughs> um, Haley resists for long enough and makes a stink for long enough that they are spotted again by the same bouncer. Mm-hmm. Lather, rinse, repeat. They are all shoved out of the door and. And there's a bit of a tiff between the bouncer and the other bouncer. Ryan, well, Ryan gets into the bouncer's face. Ryan gets... The owner is like, oh, what are you going to do, kid? What are you going to do? What are you going to fucking do? And who comes out and says, what are you going to do? Punch a kid? Jimmy. It's Jimmy Cooper. It's Jimmy Cooper. There is a part of Ryan that just loves to fight. <laughs> it's true. He wants to fight. He wants to punch the boys. Sometimes he might want to punch the girls. Yep. He's a puncher. He's a puncher. He's a lover and a puncher. Ryan Punch. (laughs) So Jimmy swoops in and uh, Marissa's like, Dad. And the owner's like, the fuck, Dad? Who are you, Dad? And Jimmy's, what does he say? Jimmy's like, who the fuck do you think you are? A guy might, he's like, you're my age. You're still pretending to be 25. Yeah. And the guy's like, I don't want to see any of these fucks back in my club ever again. That's Dixie Jugs. Never come to our club again. <laughs> I don't know what it's actually called. Juicy Pucks. I don't know. Uh, Everyone's like, Jimmy, what the fuck? Yeah, I can't find the name of it. It doesn't matter. Did not. Um, uh, Jimmy says, Sandy got held up in Newport and everybody needs to go home. And he will give Haley a ride. And Haley is clearly very embarrassed. And she's like, I, I tried to make a life for myself, but the ownership or something of the place she was trying to work fell through. Mm-hmm. And she needed to make money. Yep. And Jimmy seems pretty cool about it. Yeah. The editing again here is really, really weird. And the yeah. audio is also really, really weird. But I think he says... It's okay, like, I don't care or something like that. Yeah, he says it doesn't matter. And he asks if she wants to go home, and she's like, yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is Haley's... What's the what's the actor that plays Haley? Do we know? Nope. Okay. Anyway, I don't know if this is the actor just doing a really, like, nuanced job. 
because the face acting was saying to me, like, the face acting was saying, I don't really actually want to go with you, but I guess that's what you want and you're probably not going to let me do anything else, so sure. I feel like you're probably reading into this a little okay. more than okay. the uh, subject matter warrants. Okay. That's fair. The show, like every other character in this goddamn show, Haley is whatever the writers want Haley to be at the time. Mm -hmm. But also, speaking as a person who has a sister, if I left, if I had a fight with my sister and we left in the manner in which they did, I would feel probably like I would want to tie up some loose ends after time had elapsed, you know? Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's fair. And also, this show loves it when the Coens rescue someone. The Coens are uh, Deus Ex McConus. Oh! I love it. Deus Ex McCoens. I love it. No, it's very bad. I love it. It's too bad. I like it. (laughs) You put it out into the world, and I like it. So, fucking suck it. Okay, so we're getting a walk down the uh, Hall of Fame, the Hollywood Stars walk thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't catch which stars they were walking over. Summer's like, God, could we have parked any farther away, Cohen? Um, this is when Seth starts assigning everyone bronze, brain, etc., etc. Marissa makes a case, and I fucking agree with fucking Marissa. She could have been the brains because it was her idea to sneak back into the thing and she mm-hmm. had a whole plot for mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and everyone's like ha 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 ha, ha you brains <laughs> <laughs> so Seth says he's the brains Ryan is the brawn I love that he gives the beauty to fucking Marissa who is not his girlfriend uh-huh. Summer takes it in stride and is like okay what does that make me Seth says I don't know the boobs she smacks him uh, quite rightly. Yep. And I also appreciate that she really slugs him in the stomach. Like, yeah. the audio editing on this show is not good enough to fake that. She really hits him. And he's like, fine, okay, how about the bitch? And she's like, I guess I'll be the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> she says, okay, I'll take the boobs. And he says, hey, so will I. Ooh, uh, and then they're <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and you and I are <laughs> both like, Bleh. Uh, it's bad. Please don't remind us that you're in that you're supposed to be canonically fucking in this show. All right, now we're back at the Cohens, and uh, they're still talking about the meatloaf. And Jimmy comes in, trailed by Haley. Mm-hmm. He says, "Guess what? I have a surprise." And it's Haley and her perfect top knot and extremely intense eye makeup. Yeah. Yes. Oh shit. Um wait, does that happen after Yes. Uh we have to go back one or two scenes because um Caleb was congratulating No, that's later. I'm so sorry. That's You're all right. right. I I yes. Sorry. We're on track. We're on track. Okay. Uh Jimmy lies and says that he picked her up at the airport. Yep. So there's still under the uh, falsehood that she was a club med instructor. The only somewhere. person who, the literally the only person who doesn't know the truth is Kirsten. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else knows the truth. 
That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just for Kirsten's benefit. Uh-huh. Caleb knows. Sandy knows. Obviously, Jimmy knows. Anyway, yeah. all the children know. <laughs> Caleb says that they should finish up their business. And that's when Julie is like, excellent. You boys finish talking about the money. I'm going to let me know when you need the linens. Yes. And she excuses herself to go have finally a chat with Luke. Yep. Uh, Julie finds Luke and she, I don't think she says a word. And uh, before Luke says, we can't do this anymore. And she's like, what the fuck are you saying to me? And he's like, it doesn't make sense. We can't keep doing this. Someone's going to find out. No, he says it was never going to work out. Oh, it was never going to work out. And she's like, you're right. And he does really good face acting and she does really good face acting the way I read it. And you can tell me if, if you got something different, um, or if you concur, his face said, I really don't want to be doing this. I really like you a lot. I would prefer not to do this, but I have to be doing this. And her face at first was like, wait, you're breaking up with me? That is not how this works. Yeah. But then her face recognized his face and that he didn't really want to be doing it. And she had that little smile that was like, oh, he's cute. Yeah. Like, he really doesn't want to be doing this. He really does like me. But he's also right we cannot be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So they break up. It's amicable. And what the fuck does she do immediately when he's out of earshot? Gets out her little flip phone <laughs> and calls one Caleb Nickel. It's like, hey, big boy. <laughs> I have had enough teen dick to sustain me. <laughs> How about giving me money? I have something to fap to <laughs> for the next few months. I am entirely disgusted by where I took this train. <laughs> it is not the worst thing either of us have said on this podcast. <laughs> no, that remains. Yep. That remains yep. the president Zelensky. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not. We're not. We're not. Gonna, show we're not, hole. We're not. That's what it is. Oh, my God. Uh, maybe we should just remind us of that every episode. Let's not. <laughs> So yeah, she calls Caleb, end of that scene. Yep. So now we're at the pool house. Ryan and Marissa are having a deeply unconvincing teehee, we're friends and it's carefree. Well, I think it's still a little tenuously awkward because uh, Ryan goes in and Marissa comes in and she's like, God, I don't want to watch any more of The Valley. Those two just keep watching The Valley. Um, Is it okay if I hang out in here? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. And they both sit on the bed because it's literally the only place to sit in the pool house. Untrue. Oh, there are chairs in the pool house. This gif that I am looking at of this scene fully has two chairs visible in the background. So they both sit on the bed, even though that's a bad idea. Uh Uh-huh. And what do they begin talking about? Um, They're rehashing the whole set. Yeah, brains, brawn, yeah. 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 And then they get into a little pillow fight. And she's like, I'll be back. The whole time you expect them to start making out again. But you really do. This episode does a little bit of a good job subverting your expectations. It does. Um, Marissa goes to the bathroom and here we go. <laughs> what happens next, Evan? Um, Ryan stands up. 
Luke flies in. Is this is this the thing that happens immediately? Yeah. Or is there a scene in between that and no. this? Luke flies in, and the very first fucking thing out of his mouth, even though Ryan, his whole body, Ryan's whole body is like, don't, don't fucking say anything. Luke goes, I'm st- I've stopped having sex with Julie Cooper. It's exactly what he fucking says. He doesn't say, I did it, or I called it off, or it's done, or I did what you asked, or hello. He doesn't say any of those things. CW, it's a done deal. (laughs) He doesn't say any of those things. The first thing out of his damn mouth is I'm not fucking Julie Cooper anymore. And guess who hears him say this, Evan? (laughs) Whose face is popping out of the bathroom? Like a little lost deer. (laughs) Who is it? Why, it's Marissa Cooper, Julie Cooper's daughter. Oh, shit. (laughs) Luke and Ryan both see that she's heard. She is devastated, quite understandably. It is so funny that everyone spent all episode trying to make sure that she did not find out. And he just fucking comes in and says it. We both screamed. I collapsed into you. Like, <laughs> I was... I was like I was dangerously high all over again. <laughs> I couldn't move my body. I couldn't speak. I was dumbfounded. I was found dumb. She feels extremely betrayed. Ryan goes to the bottom of the stairs and is like, this is not how I wanted you to find out. And she's like, she puts two and two together and she's like, oh, this is why you wanted me to come to L.A. I, and then she, and then she, she leaves. leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. And that's the end of the episode. It fucking sucks. And it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Oh my god, this goddamn show. Okay, heroes and villains. Heroes and villains. Start with heroes. Your hero is... Go do it. Talk about it. Uh, Joint heroes, Luke and Marissa. Joint heroes, Luke and Marissa. Yeah. Not what I saw coming. Luke, I can see, is being relatively... Because he at least finally actually does the thing he's supposed to do. Again, going back to what we were talking about, he shouldn't have had to have all of the onus put on him. That's true. To break up with this 45-year-old woman. That's true. But he did. He did. Yes, that's true. That's true. He was mature. Yep. Uh a full mature person would not have had sex with Julie Cooper in the first place. Correct. But bygones. None of us are perfect. So now I am curious. Explain why Marissa is your is your co-hero. She came up with the fucking plan to get back into the fucking club. Wow, it doesn't take much, does it? No. You just were giving out hero trophies. I, look, she hasn't. Wow. She she needs this. She hasn't been the hero for a really long time. <laughs> I want to recognize growth. And Misha Barton was beside herself. Yeah. Not being the hero of our podcast yeah. for so many episodes. So in many a row. episodes. <laughs> she was having a rough time. I just, I, I like it when the girlies display any uh, measure of ingenuity. Sure. It doesn't happen often. This yeah. show is not generous with its women characters. And I want to reward them. Yeah. 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 God, I am struggling for heroes in this episode, honestly. 
And I mean, no, it's not to say that people didn't do the typical things. It is a valid option to not have a hero. Yeah. I don't think there is one. I can do that? Yeah. I just, I yeah, man. Like, everyone was just sort of like there for me this episode. No rules, Sandy. It was just, this episode was goofy, and I loved that. I loved all the goofy elements of it. God. Um, yeah. My villain is very boring. It's Colin Hanks, because he's just kind of gross, you know? Same. And he's not even, like, a main character, so I feel like it's a cop-out a little bit. But no one else, to me, like, very few characters did anything villainous or okay it, uh, this is probably going to be hyperbolic but maybe a little bit Ryan and Seth are my villains just because it was not their place to try and control how or if this new information made its way to Marissa. It was not their job. Yeah. They saw something they weren't supposed to see. They could have just done nothing. And that would probably have been the more intelligent thing to do. Because it's not their fucking job. Okay, I'm not trying to convince you that you're wrong. But... Talk to me. See something, say something. Um, going back to what the uh, Ryan's speech to Marissa about this is a small fucking gossipy ass town is that who he said it to? or did he say it to Luke? oh no he said it to Luke you're right yeah Um, it is a small fucking gossipy ass town and if they did nothing and it was spiraling out of control somebody else would have told marissa mm-hmm. in a much more hurtful way so they were doing what they could <laughs> you think oh <laughs> you think the way she found out was less hurtful okay. yes i do <laughs> them manipulating her and taking her away not ha- under no. the auspices of having fun with her just so that this stuff could happen without her knowledge you haven't been a teenage girl who has had a very sensitive <laughs> piece of information mocked by other teenage girls mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in this fictional ass scenario many many other people that's yeah and we have, have seen we've seen evidence that the newport high schoolers are monstrous yes right luke's dad coming out yeah that was they were monsters um marissa's uh attempt on her life they were pretty horrible um, like you're correct, but I'm also correct. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm willing to agree to agree <laughs> that we're Yay. both right here. <laughs> yeah. That's um. How many episodes do we have left in this season? I want to say like five. Okay. All right. Episode twenty three, the Nana, will be next. It I saw that. Be. Um. We're back to the, we're back to the, I don't know where we go from here, you know? Mm -hmm. The the whole first half of this season, I feel, was defined by us finishing an episode of this, 
and me going, how the fuck, how the fuck do they, where do you go from here? And they've done it again. They have done it again. They've put me completely on my head. I don't know what the fuck you like. Ho, 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 ho. I relish. I relish the confrontation between Marissa and Julie. Yeah. And I'm curious if one Caleb Nickel will find out. And if he does, what his reaction will be. Julie's name could be mud again in this community. And I'm not going to like that. Because I've sort of become Team Julie a little bit. Even though I, yes, what she was doing was statutory rape. Yes, yes, yes. But in the context of this fucking show. In the context of the fucking show and in context of the character. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was sitting there going, teehee, I'm committing statutory rape. And right. I also think they made a huge point of saying... Luke is 18 now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not. It's Oh, it's, you're right. Yeah, it's just, it's just uh, inappropriate. It's just highly inappropriate. Inappropriate. Yeah, inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. They were like, Luke is 18. That dick is 18. <laughs> boy, smell that. That dick is of age. Count the rings on it, boys. <laughs> Yup, 18. <laughs> California rings on it. All right, yeah, no, that, yep, that's it. California's there. California. <laughs> you just listened to Orange You Glad We Watched the OC, the show about watching and talking about the OC. Recorded in Guest Bedroom Studios. Hosted by Sarah and Evan. Original concept and discussion questions by Sarah. Audio recording and engineering and editing by Evan. Please give this podcast as many stars or thumbs up as the platform you're listening to it on will allow you to give us. Copyright 2023.